0: Let's
1: go. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 138 of the VK Bros. Point two point two with the VK Bros, Jason and Alex von Kennel, Uh coming at you on a Thursday night. We have a very uh, finance-oriented show, uh, as there's a lot of finance news going on at the moment. There's a lot of other news happening at the moment as well, but it's all distractions from the yeah. imminent collapse of the financial world as we know it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Over to yeah, you, Alex. Yeah. Okay, so firstly, I just wanted to start with a tweet here. This is a tweet from CZ. CZ's the uh, the boss of Binance, the largest crypto firm in the world. Mm -hmm. And the tweet reads as follows. Every decade or so, the same banks fail. We keep them alive, then repeat. More costly each time. Meanwhile, it is incredibly difficult for new Mm -hmm. banks to be approved to enter the market to compete. New banks are also required to operate in exactly the same way as the old failing ones. Free market, question mark. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a bit of a story to this, which is there was another a re- little regional bank that tried to open up or tried to get a license to trade in the United States. And i was told that they couldn't get one basically because they were too boring. They only wanted to service small business and they only wanted to do that real basic business function of like, say, three percent, pay 3% on deposits. Charge 6% on on uh, loans, mm-hmm. and they could not get a license. Because so,
1: their, their business model was too low risk, low reward?
0: Yep. Yep. Wow. So they didn't get one.
1: Awesome. So,
0: yeah. So then <laughs> then these uh, all these massive banks are allowed to go and have ridiculous amounts of risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me show you... Now, this Genevieve, she's she's back on, on the pod again. She's doing such a good job at sort of dissecting all of this. Right. Now, we heard the very first whispers of Credit Suisse, I think we spoke last week. Yep. Where Credit Suisse was... Uh, like, basically had a bank run done on that. Uh, what actually happened is the, uh, the... Let me share this page instead. The Swiss... Um, the Swiss Fed basically got involved to... to I put in quotations, to shore up. They're using the term shore up the bank, which I don't like. Okay, so I'm putting quotation. To shore up the bank, the Swiss um, government effectively gave like $30 billion worth of uh, funds to... um, uh, sorry, fifty-four billion dollar loan. There
1: you go. Yeah, every every government's just trying to avoid saying bailout because yep. they know how pissed off everyone was from the GFC. So yeah, they're, they're you can't saying... see in
0: my you can't see the ice in my in my whiskey, but it is a Bitcoin piece of ice. I'll <laughs> circle back. Yeah, but yeah, so I'm using the term loosely. Shore up. I'd like to call it something different, but uh, it's a bailout. The, so, the, so sorry, sixteen billion francs were given to. Uh, Credit Suisse, and then the next day they sold the business to UBS for two billion. And just to put that in a little bit of context, this is the this bank used to have sixteen like was a sixteen dollar a share mm-hmm. uh, business, and now it's currently trading today at ninety one cents. Wow. which is 94% down.
1: That sounds like a buy now, to me.
0: Does it not look like a shitcoin?
1: Uh, yeah, 100%. So a bank,
0: How, so, so, everyone knows Credit Suisse, a bank is now a shitcoin.
1: Yeah, and it's it's interesting um, because, so there's two things that I heard also during the week about the Credit Suisse deal. Is number one, the bank, is it UBS? Is the bank that's bought it out? Yeah. So they only agreed to buy it out because the they convinced the Swiss government to guarantee something. I think about thirty billion dollars worth of deposits.
0: Yeah.
1: So did you hear about that part? So they wouldn't actually have well, bought that's it out what I was saying. if they didn't Bank have ha- that backstop. No.
0: The, I don't think the backstop happened. The 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 timeline that I can see now, I'm sure that there was uh, discussions in the back room. Yeah. But I saw the Swiss National Bank. Pitched in first, then UBS bought. Right. So to me, the agreement was done already, and then they've just come in and gone, Yes, yeah, right, we can take it out because the damage is done. Like, the, sorry, the, 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 the band aid has been put on, and we're effectively had the, the $30 billion liquidity hole filled by the Swiss taxpayer.
1: Right. From, from what I had heard, it was there was the payment up front and then when the deal was done because there was further exposure the Swiss government agreed to backstop that exposure if things went pear-shaped. So I think there might be a, um, the, the threat of if it goes further downhill the Swiss government being up for more money again
0: Yeah, regardless, the Swiss taxpayer have basically bought UBS a bank
1: Yeah. Insane
0: Right, so that sucks Yeah now, I want to show... So, this this guy, I listened to... Uh, so, Balaji, he, he's a hyper nerd in, ter- in terms of all this stuff, but he's put a lot of great resources on his Twitter page. So, if you yep. if anyone wants to go out and check out his uh, his page here. He's, he's just posted some metrics up, right? And some of the metrics here is like the amount of remittances that have come out of the US Treasury. Mm. And it's supposed to be above the line. Okay, mm. all the numbers are supposed to be... Above the line. These aren't supposed to be negative. And now 2008 is not shown here. So we don't know how bad it was. Like we always compare an economic catastrophe to 2008 because it was a bad one. And you can see two little blips there in 2012 where it did just dip under the line. Just a frag, you know. Yep. Uh, To the order of 1,000. I'm guessing that's 1,000. A billion. Yeah, they're in so a billion. It's a
1: billion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, now, uh, in on the fifth of. So, uh, what figure is that? No, twenty twenty three. Uh, that's in the. That's three. That's three over three billion dollars.
1: No, 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 no. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Sorry. No, yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's over three... Oh. So 3,000 million.
0: 3,000 million is 3 billion.
1: It's 3 billion, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Isn't it so crazy
1: it's... just how we have... Like, we're speaking about such high numbers, but, like, it's a normal thing.
0: But that's why... Okay, so that is... That's an interesting point. That's why people don't care about this, because the numbers are so big. The numbers are inconceivable. Yeah. So now, I did myself a favour last night. I watched The Big Short. Oh, yep. Right? Now, the big short could almost be reapplied to here, but just remove property uh, securities and add government treasury loans. Mm-hmm. And it was it's basically the same thing. Yeah. And one of the like underlying sort of motifs is that they make all these terms either super boring or super complicated so that mm. you think as a layman that you can't do it or you 100%. can't understand it, therefore yep. you shouldn't.
1: You can't do your own research.
0: Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> these graphs, man. So now we've got another one: unrealized gains or losses. I bet you the losses was not there. <laughs> like that losses in the title yeah, probably wasn't yeah. there before on investment securities. So this is this is a graph of banks holding uh, these. So basically, where your books are: are you holding stuff that's profitable, or you're holding stuff that's in a hole, or is that is running at a loss? You know. So twenty. Now, uh, twenty nineteen to twenty six uh, twenty seventeen was in a hole. Yeah. We're talking in a hole of seventy five, call it worst case scenario seventy five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh now we're looking closer to six hundred billion dollars. So ten times worse. Ten times worse. So that's the unrealised loss. I remember yeah. last week we talked about how how the government this is the this is the uh, the help, the backstop that you said, the backstop that the government's going to give, yeah, is you now don't have to count the losses <laughs> when you are factoring in how much liquidity you have. Yeah. Now you will remember this? Remember we had a certain sales manager. Uh, one <laughs> I know. Time. We what won't name it straight we, away. Yeah. We won't name the business, <laughs> and we won't name the person. Yeah. But remember when his suggestion. Was he? He ran a used car department. Mm-hmm. That you should only count your profit per car on cars with profit, and any car that you've run all, that you lost money on, you should just count as a zero and remove it from the.
1: That's pool. right, because he promised a an above average dollars per car uh, mm-hmm. during his interview process, and then it turned out that his maths or or his uh, no, his, how, his
0: calculation of how he arrives yeah you know, yeah
1: his algo his algorithm for how he created his his, uh,
0: his numbers his model his model
1: yeah uh, it did it was not the same in the real world
0: yes it did not correlate which is the, so he, basically his model is now being used for the entire western world's banking system <laughs> so like what could possibly go wrong now uh. just a further note he didn't work there for very long. No. Okay. Because
1: funnily enough, when it's when it's the private sector generally, uh, y- you have to actually make proper financial decisions. But for some yep. reason, the private sector in the banking system, you don't. You actually don't. You just need to get. You need to expand as fast as you possibly can to get too big to fail, and then the government Thanks. can bail you out.
0: It's funny you say that. I saw something during the week and it was a graph showing, and I wish I could pull it up because I'm going to butcher this. There was a graph showing services and products Mm. that had some form of government intervention versus products and services that had none. And anything that had government intervention was just going through the roof, like exponentially growing in price, so, <clears throat> and the other commodities were going down in price.
1: The graph itself wasn't actually about that. That was our observation of the graph. The graph was actually um, what products or services were either inflating or deflating in the last yeah. 20 years. So since since 2000, what's what's gone up, what's gone down? And it was really interesting because the things that had gone down were things like new cars televisions, like electrical appliances, or mm. products. The things yep. that had gone exponentially through the roof, you know, these were US numbers, which is yep. why the number one was healthcare or medical services, was like something like two hundred was it two hundred or two thousand percent inflation. Might have been two thousand percent inflation. Two thousand, yeah. Um, but then it was things like tertiary education, uh tech like a college textbooks were ridiculously high um anything that like you said oh oh, and childcare services so anything that had any sort of government subsidy at all had inflated to a massive degree Mm. it's 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 really really interesting and i think you would see the exact same thing in our country and just to speak from you know personal experience uh when the Labour government just came into power, one of their policies was to increase the childcare subsidy. Now, I'm a beneficiary of the childcare subsidy. I love having the childcare subsidy, it's great for me. Except for the fact that if there was no childcare subsidy, childcare centres wouldn't be able to charge the numbers that they currently charge. And funnily enough, at the beginning of this financial year, when that new policy was coming in, guess what happened? We had a price increase at the childcare centre. So,
0: yeah. I get in constant arguments about this with people
1: because yeah. they don't
0: realise. They think it's free. I, I, I had someone during the week saying, oh, no, no, the, um, like medical is free in Australia. It's free. Mm. And I'm like, it, but somebody pays for it and it's all of us. It's shared across That's right. us. Now, some people are large winners of that in yep. terms of if they've had a bad accident, they go and get, yep, great service. Yep. Now... Uh, but there will be a lot of people that ha- have only paid and, and received nothing. Now, yeah. I don't mind that, so I'm happy with that system. Mm. But what I'm not happy with is price gouging because they can, because yes. there's no oversight and because there's no uh, accountability. As soon as, if there any dollar of government money that goes in, gets absorbed and and pushed and just pushes the price That's up, right. or whatever that. Whatever
1: yep. That there's cost. no increase in productivity or increase in service for that extra dollar. Yep. Uh, and it's interesting uh, you say yeah. that too um, I, I was listening to something with uh, from Tim Poole the other day and he was telling the story about how uh, he had these like shooting pains in his like stomach sort of region went to the hospital in America and everyone knows America doesn't have socialised healthcare and anyway he got diagnosed with having kidney stones and mm-hmm. so he's like, okay, so what's the treatment? And they're like, there is no treatment. It's kidney stones. You've just got to go home and pass them yourself. So he's like, okay, goes home. You know, has to... You Basically, you piss them out, right? Very, very painful. And then a couple of weeks later, he gets his bill in the mail and the bill was $30,000 just to get diagnosed and given no treatment. So obviously, like you, like you said, I like the system that we've got in this country because yeah. you're like think about it. so my my son jake he unfortunately got gastro again this week and we had to take him to the emergency room on tuesday night like imagine having to make the decision between taking your uh one-year-old child to hospital or and having to weigh it up and go fuck i can't afford thirty thousand dollars right now like yeah. so i do like the system but as alex was saying and as we're getting to the problem with it is it's not perfect as soon as the government gets involved and starts throwing money at anything, it just becomes exponentially more expensive. And
0: because that, that diagnosis does not, co- is, d- d- sorry, does not cost or should not cost thirty thousand dollars.
1: Absolutely not.
0: It should be three hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. And same as same as like we're saying, with childcare. Like most childcare centers charge at least hundred dollars a day. Because yeah. for most people bringing their kids there, get they're getting somewhere between fifty and seventy-five percent rebated from the government. So the punter doesn't care because they're like, oh, I'm not paying a hundred dollars a day. I'm only paying thirty dollars a day. But yeah. at the end of the day, if that extra seventy dollars a day wasn't there, well, guess what? the The sector itself would be far more competitive. You'd probably end up getting far better service at different childcare centres because that they wouldn't like you wouldn't be able to afford to have a shit centre because everyone would just take their kids yeah. somewhere else
0: there'll be a balance but like uh, customers will seek value and then yeah. um, the, the centres would have to provide something more than just space they would have to provide value or or, or, or a different product to yeah. entice you to go it goes,
1: it goes. It goes back to like the real benefits of capitalism and the free market, which we have had removed yeah. from certain sectors. Anyway, let's let's get back to the point.
0: So going, going back to Genevieve, right? So she's just put some interesting tidbits. She's, she's a great follow. Um. Uh. So apparently Janet Yellen had said the government could backstop deposits at more banks if there's a risk of contagion. First, Republic Bank stock is up by twenty eight percent. Well, because why? Why would you be worried about banks now when the when the government's going to pick up the tab Did- for any?
1: doing did you see the clip of janet yellen being questioned about this so there was like a mm-hmm. congress um committee hearing or something and and the question was asked to janet yellen if uh from what i think a, a senator from ohio was like so are you telling me that every small bank and credit union in ohio will have their deposits covered just like svb did and janet yellen said well no uh, the own, like, they will only get the same treatment as SVB if myself, the president, and a supermajority of um, whatever the, the committee was that she was on mm. decides that if they don't give that support, that they will create systemic risk. So then he says, So, what, what is your plan to stop? Bank runs on these smaller banks when people move their money from that is not protected in those banks to the larger banks where it is protected, and she's like, "Uh, oh, oh, well, we wouldn't suggest that people do that." And he's like, "It's happening right now." Yeah, and and we mentioned absolutely. it on on last week's pod where um I can't remember which bank it was, but uh, the one of the largest American banks received a record amount of deposits in twenty four hours. Yeah, so yeah, so it like. They've literally they're just they're just making it up as they go.
0: Well, I, I might not be. So tell me, like, hold that sentiment. Okay. okay. Hold that sentiment because yeah. that th- this story will develop. Now, there's a for audio viewers. Uh, uh, Genevieve has put a great uh, meme up, which is the Fed trying to save the banking system, and it's basically high speed car chase where a, there's an aerial view of a car racing away from about eight eight police, and they can't catch it. Yeah. Okay? So that's basically what's happened. Uh... Okay, (laughs) apparently the best performing assets of 2023 is cash, Bitcoin, and GameStop. If you remember last year, the the Wall Street Bets guys pumped GameStop. Apparently GameStop has been outperforming. It's up 4% today to $17. Do you know why that probably
1: uh... is too? A, A lot of people probably invested in GameStop who aren't actually investors. They're just Redditors, and they've forgotten about it and just left the money in. Maybe, and, maybe. and as money has f- like flowed out of uh, all other assets, they've just stayed where they were, and therefore look better. A lot of people
0: got burned because I think that price went up to was it 140 at one stage? Yeah, down yeah, yeah. So a lot of people got done. Uh, just put another meme up of Not uh, as bad as as choosing, Sweet yeah, choosing between uh, high inflation or bank failures, mm. and don't worry, he pushes both buttons. <laughs> you know, he used last week. Well, yeah. so you, they've got the option right Yeah up rates if you up rates the, the stress all those graphs that we just showed they get even worse because any anyone's holding a bank uh, uh, sorry a, a bond a treasury bond is now even deeper in a hole because yeah. the money they could have made if they had their money anywhere else would have been higher all right? so the unrealized loss increases but it doesn't matter because we don't have losses so who cares? that's right which is what I said would happen uh, okay now the rate Did go up. So went up 0.25 percent. Right. Uh, We'll come back to that. Mm. Uh, Kramer, what's going on in there? There's Jerome Powell. Rate hikes, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) So they did it. Mm -hmm. Now I I wonder because you know everyone was saying today on the Australian news that oh they don't think they're going to up the rate. I think he should set the precedent. Yeah. If 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 America's going to do it. We're going to do it because but our why, banks don't. We don't have the stress that the American banks do. No,
1: but also, why would the banks care anymore anyway? Write them up. Who cares? True. Who cares? What yeah. what have we got to lose? You'll just backstop us anyway.
0: Um. Now, Jerome Powell has also come out and said that what happened at Silicon Valley Bank was not a systemic problem. SVB mm. management failed badly at their jobs. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think that's the case. I think. Oh, sorry. It is plus some stuff that's inbuilt, inherent in their system. Yeah. And some trickery, going back to what you were saying before, I I have a feeling a lot of this was planned. Yeah. Okay. They've tried, there was a very, very, very positive push to get people to buy these uh, treasury bonds, right? And and when interest rates are low and everyone was told that interest rates were going to go up, later yeah okay keep that keep that um don't worry about that one some crypto crypto fraud okay 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 so um this is an interesting one this is from michael uh michael burry so he is the one of the characters in the big short now he's very reclusive so he actually, he will post stuff and then delete it straight away so you have to follow this other page called Michael Burry Archive right. um, which they actually snapshot it because he usually got, like, sort of posts and deletes and this one reads my hope is that the human race will reverse direction away from impatient, lazy shortcuts always and everywhere now, yeah. you will like this you will like this so he's, he's posted an article Okay, the article is by Alastair Marsh and Sajil Kishan SVB exposes lazy ESG funds as hundreds bet on doomed bank. Funds fixated on climate goals overlooked governance risk. Meltdown is latest in string of awkward moments for ESG. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'll just... I'll, I'll only read the uh, bottom line. Ah, oh, sorry, no, there's... Okay, about 915 funds registered under the European Union regulations as either promoting ESG or declaring that it is their objective are exposed directly or indirectly indir- to the now collapsed bank. Okay? Yep. There are a lot of lazy asset managers taking ESG scores for granted, says um shep A sustainable finance veteran who's now the chief investment officer at NextGen ESG, the failure of SBV shows that fund managers who go all in on carbon are not necessarily managing other risks. Yeah. So they didn't care. They just wanted a high ESG score. If you got a high ESG score, you thought you were going to be, uh, um, you thought you are going to be safe. Here's the Which problem, is, though. Which is, so that's another, so that's another thing that adds to this yep. building of this narrative, right? But Get I'm everyone not, on the ESG.
1: I'm also going to say too, go. though, they would have known that they that uh, going all in on ESG would have put them in the U.S. federal government's good graces, and look what's happened. A bank that just so happened to be full on into ESG, like from what I've I've heard about uh, S- SVB, they, like I said, they were not running that bank very well at all. They've invested in hundreds of projects which have netted nothing, which are all based around that ESG space. But they knew that if they did what the government wanted them to do and go all in, that they would get helped out if anything went poorly. And look what happened. And all the executives made bank anyway because they paid themselves out $84 million worth of bonuses before just before it went down.
0: But another little thing, I think you missed it. Uh, government telling banks to get on ESG.
1: Right. Okay? Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. Uh, there was an article out there saying... I was sh- oh, okay, don't, don't worry about that one. Don't worry about that one. Okay. Um, all right. So that's kind of the banking news. But something else happened there has been a war on crypto okay mm-hmm. primarily now only in the states and primarily aimed at crypto exchanges and uh, stable coins okay mm-hmm. now the the we've spoken about the stable coin thing before we think that's a big play because of um, because of central bank digital currency which they're yep. trying to get out CBDCs now, uh, Binance actually liquidated, and and this this was a concerning part for me. See if I can find it real quick. Uh, he so BUSD is a stable coin, is Binance stable coin? Yep, okay. He tweeted this on the 20 to two days ago BUSD. The most fiat backed stablecoin, and what that means is he's got the most, he thinks it's the most legitimate one because yep. he's got verification, right? Audited by big audit firms, regulated by NYDFS, was forced to wind down. So they're not, not allowed to mint any more BSD coins. Mm-hmm. USDC, which is a different uh, stablecoin, is shrinking in market cap due to bank closures. Okay, so the, the government, no one gives a shit about Silvergate shutting because they were the gateway to. to Uh, crypto yeah okay but USDT is growing and the graph here is the USDT USDT is offshore right they have very little jurisdictional ability to do anything about it Mm -hmm. okay so this is this now this is all an American play so the America is doing it seems is doing whatever they can to crush crypto in America Now, here's the even more concerning one. Okay. This is Brian Armstrong. Brian Armstrong is the CEO of Coinbase. Mm -hmm. Coinbase is the largest US crypto exchange. It's also publicly listed. Now, I want to read you this thread. Okay. Uh, This was 12 hours ago. Uh, Today, Coinbase received a Wells notice from the SEC focused on staking and asset listings. A Wells Notice typically precedes an enforcement action. Now, hmm. just a little side note. I've spoken on here about how Binance stopped staking a little while ago because yep. there was a court case in America against Kraken. They lost. Um, apparently, staking is now like deemed as is illegal. Okay, But uh, term isn't. that's weird. Hmm. Okay, number two. Two years ago, right, two years ago, The SEC reviewed our business in detail and approved Coinbase to go public. Our S1 clearly explained our asset listings process and included 57 references to staking. Coinbase runs a rigorous asset review process and has rejected more than 90% of assets that have applied to be listed on the platform. Okay, so they talked about to, to get publicly listed, it's a massive fee, okay? Number three. While we understand that there is uh, that this is all part of the journey to reforming our financial system, we are right on the law, confident in all the facts, and welcome to the, the uh, welcome the opportunity for Coinbase and, by extension, the broader crypto community to get before a court. We are proud to stand up for our customers and the industry in these moments. Going forward, the legal process will provide an open and public forum before an unbiased body we will be able to make clear for all to see that the sec simply has not been fair reasonable or even demonstrated a seriousness seriousness of purpose when it comes to its engagement uh where have i lost the purpose when it comes to engagement of digital assets in the meantime coinbase will continue to do what we do best build the most trusted products and services in order to advance our purpose of updating the financial system and creating more economic freedom in the world. We're excited to work with all the governments realists. Okay. So what does this mean? The SEC has been uh, working on a thing we've, we've called it um, choke point two mm-hmm. which is them trying to crush <laughs> crypto and if the criticized, they've been criticized by a lot of bodies for and especially in crypto by saying well you're only you're only controlling via enforcement so what, they, what that means is, you just all of a sudden one day go, like in this case, oh by the way, uh, we're we're taking you to court. Yeah. Or oh, what for? Uh, we'll we'll, we'll find out that. on the day. Yeah. 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 So there isn't, and all they've been asking for is a framework. Tell us a framework that we can operate in, and we will do it legally, and 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 so we can have our products, and we can have all the benefits of it. Yeah. There's even an argument over which U.S. body will handle it. Is it the SEC or is it the um, uh, that's the Security Exchange Commission? And then and there's another financial body. I can't FTIC or I can't remember what it's called. Whoops. Uh, now that goes to show there is no laws around it. Like they mm-hmm. don't. Not, so they've been trying to operate under normal financial laws, and yet every time. They go to a Senate hearing and they ask, give us some clarity on what we can do and we will do that. Yeah. Tell us what we can't do and we won't do that. But they're just like, no, like, well, you know, we'll just leave it there. We'll leave it there. Oh, by the way, we're going to take you to court. Oh, by the way, you have to ban this. Oh, by the way. So it's, it's a very destructive way to do it. Coinbase, a publicly listed American company, is going to have to move overseas. So if they yeah. can't sort this out, which I don't think they will, They're going to have to move overseas, which is a massive hit, massive hit to America.
1: For sure. And the issue with that um, legislation by enforcement, as they call it, is you're right. It is a destructive process and it's not designed to create a stable framework for these private businesses to work within. It's designed Mm -hmm. to bleed them of financial resources to the point that they have to shut themselves down. It's one of the most commonly used tactics by governments all around the world. And the reason why I know this is because you've seen it over and over again in Australia over the last three years with people uh, trying to challenge things, whether it's vaccine mandates or whatever. And all the government does is tick up lawyer after lawyer after lawyer after lawyer on the uh, taxpayer credit card and they just try to bleed people out.
0: Well, I think I blame crypto for this to a large extent because Ripple has been sued, has been arguing with the SEC mm-hmm. in courts since twenty seventeen. Right. And the crypto community should have helped. Okay? Like what what I think ever and, and I, I did this too. So I'd never bought any Ripple until like XRP until this year. Right in 2017 I was like oh no you wouldn't buy that because they're going to get sued out of existence mm-hmm. but what I didn't see then which I see now is well hold on if if they get sued out for the reasons the SEC want to then all cryptos basically except stable coins and maybe and definitely Bitcoin yep. are unregistered securities and therefore yep. should be banned
1: too yep. Yep.
0: so with that in mind Binance should have been there Coinbase should have been there so ha- ha- how do we help like how can we help the XRP foundation so I I do blame them that they they should have formed quicker they should have formed like a union a lot quicker
1: and it makes you wonder too if the reason why they didn't was because they're all standing around as competitors in a bull market going if if any of my competitors go down I'm going to be the beneficiary of that because those customers are going to become mine
0: maybe yep maybe Mm. for sure for sure but, I mean, you know, if you, if you read the legislation now, it's very clear to see where you're like, well, hold on, if they're trying to get you for selling unregistered securities and we're doing the same thing, yeah. that doesn't seem smart now, does it?
1: Well, no, but it's interesting too. One of the things that I sort of took out of that statement from Coinbase was where he was saying that we just want to get in front of a court, in front of an unbiased courtroom and that that stood out to me because i'm like america doesn't have unbiased courtrooms everything in america is so politically charged right now and there's always talk of you know which side of politics the the judges are on in any particular case and what is the ultimate motives behind uh what those judges are going to to do and the other issue that you've got in, in my opinion, crypto is very similar to the stuff that we saw with court cases around things like vaccine mandates because you're asking judges to rule on things they don't understand. Like, don't crypto idea, yeah. is still new. Uh, yeah. You know we, we saw with all the vaccine mandate cases that got thrown out because at the end of the day, the judge couldn't rule on whether or not the vaccines were safe and effective or not. So they just yeah. sided with the government, right? And this will go the same way. They can't rule yeah. on whether or not... Um, you know crypto is doing the thing the government is alleging it's doing or not so what are they going to do they're probably just going to side with the government
0: but so go let me try and tie this
1: yeah i'll just tie
0: this thing together paint us a picture you've you've
1: you've outlined a lot of the research that you've done what's mm -hmm. happening and, and where is it going
0: i want to ask you do okay so we've got we've got And it it happened to Australia, but let's remove Australia for now. Let's just focus on America. You've got governments and bureaucracies within the government saying, this is how you're supposed to be a bank. Here's the things that you should invest in. You've got banks saying, yeah, we can buy those things, provided that the uh, interest rates don't go up. You've got basically a a gentleman's agreement, I guess, that says, yeah, yeah, don't worry, buy a 0.5%. Fed bond, and um, we won't raise interest rates till 2025. Come 2022, ramp the shit out of out of uh, the 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 rates. Uh, Have a have a massive bank run. Have the government effectively shore up, in quotations, shore up, really the entire deposit. Like eight trillion dollars. Yep. Okay, I know that they said that that's not the case. I know the example that you use, but let's be real; it's probably the case. Yeah, you know, maybe a little bank doesn't matter, but if J.P. Morgan fell over, would they backstop it? Absolutely. Like, yeah, they would,
1: yeah, right. And Janet Yellen has said as much because they would deem it to, yep. that it would have systemic risk. Okay,
0: and then you've also got at the same time probably your biggest competitor to your dented up, banged up, banking system, financial system. You've got that, them doing anything they can to make it go away. Yeah. Is that coordinated? Or is it just trying to push shit uphill?
1: So it's interesting that you laid out that way because when you... And again, like COVID's always on my mind, always on my mind, mm-hmm. because there was so much corruption during that, and collusion between government and private businesses that I just can't, I can't overlook that. And yeah. and part of me in in my mind asks this question: Have there been meetings between senior government officials and you know the the back end, the the deep state? Let's call it the people who actually run the yeah. government, not the show, the monkeys that you see. Um, out reading speeches off teleprompters. Have there been meetings between them and the CEOs of the largest banks in America where they have come up with a game plan to destroy competition in the American banking space? Consolidate,
0: yeah.
1: Yep, to consolidate all business down to two or three of the largest banks, which will work in conjunction with the governments to then control the the entire monetary supply, and you would end up. Especially if
0: you flick on the CBDC.
1: Well, the, the thing is, it actually makes you wonder if it would cr- make it possible for you to not even need a central bank digital currency. If you, if the government controls the banks themselves, you like, you know, what's going to stop them from changing laws to state that? Okay, well, you know, like I saw something, re- not not saw, I, I heard something recently about there were pushes for either from the government or from certain banks. I can't remember which way it was from, but for them to be able to um, categorize payments made on certain items. And the, the main one they referred to as firearms in America, they wanted to be able to go, okay, well, this, you've spent this money and it's categorized as spending it on a firearm. And, the only reason why you'd want to categorize payments is so you can cancel some payments, right? If if they're yeah. if they're trying to pay now, now firearms and ESG things are the first things that spring to mind because obviously the the Democratic government no, is
0: nah nah you're missing the big one
1: you're what
0: missing the one that really hurts, Carbon. So I've seen I've seen a screenshot, so I can't verify it. Well, I said firearms or, and ESG. Yeah, but let's just if you just go if you went flat out carbon, right? There was, I saw a screenshot of someone's Commonwealth Bank uh, app yep. that said, did you know that your uh, your spending has been calculated to have emitted x like this yeah, much yeah. CO2? Personal
1: carbon footprint. But that's ESG. That's environmental social governance. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and that, that's the thing. So I think the whole time, my biggest concern with central bank digital currencies has been that sort of control And I'm wondering if they've just gone, you know what? Crypto is too hard. People don't understand it enough. Let's just get rid of it and let's do the same control mechanisms just using the banking sector. You destroy all the competition. You get into collusion with these big banks because the government's bailed you out to the tune of trillions of dollars. And therefore, you know, like we've already seen it during COVID. The government's a part owner of Moderna. Yeah. Like, they own the vaccines. I
0: think it's both things. I agree with you, but I think they can, if they do, if they only have four banks, the CBDC is easy because it's four touch points to introduce your CBDC. But you don't so need they it. They could say, they, but either way, either I mean, they're still working on it. I know that for a fact. They're for working. Sure. On it. They're yeah. talking about it in all these centre hearings. So um, they're probably not working on it for no reason.
1: But, but is it a red I, herring? I think, is it a smokescreen? Because at the same time, like, like what you're- You what don't your... smoke
0: screen the same thing.
1: No 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 but, but you, you kinda of do though. Because what you were saying before, what what you'd outlined during the beginning of this podcast, with all the decisions that were made by the government in regards to the banking sector, is it appears like it is some sort of coordinated effort to completely torpedo the banking sector. And when we've already spoken about all these things Well no, res- no,
0: not torpedo it. Not torpedo it. Move move to Rest- consolidate. restructure it,
1: yeah by yeah. by torpedoing the people that the banks that you don't the want. little ones yeah yeah so and and one of the things that stood out to me was this thing about the bank bonds because obviously if like the the, the government forced the banks to buy these bonds and they promised them that they would keep rates low, so the bonds wouldn't lose value. And then they reneged on that promise, and obviously that now we've got the problems we've got now. But that's one of the ways that the government actually creates money: is they create these bonds, which are then purchased by the bank. So mm-hmm. um, I, I saw, like, I think the the budget, the, America's budget for next year, is something like half a trillion dollars hot like more money than what it is for this fiscal year. So obviously America is just going to keep printing and borrowing money in in like it's just going to keep going. That's the only it's thing that it, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time by fucking the banks over with this with this bond issue they're losing one of their ways that they actually create money in the first place. So like it the whole thing just doesn't make sense, does it? No, at it all. does.
0: It does when you bring in the CBDC at a different value proposition to the current system. So cons- I'm with you. Consolidate to four banks and then go, all right, we're going to roll out CBDCs. And guess what? It's one CBD. It's one CBDC coin for four normal coins. And then you, you've just wiped your, your debt claim.
1: Except like, number one, what could you ever peg a CBDC too, that would give people confidence that it wouldn't lose value uh, via inflation like the dollar has already. And I
0: can give you an example of where this has happened.
1: Well, hold on. I'll, I'll ask my second question too. Number two is the American government has already shown an inability to spend within its means now, which means with the CBDC, they will be able to print as many CBDCs as they want. Which means everything's going to inflate anyway and you'll end up having the exact same problem as oh, what they're currently experiencing.
0: Yeah, I, 100%. I, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, yeah, that's a given. A given, yeah. like, the system sucks, the the process that they have, and obviously the framework that the SEC wants banks to uh, live by just promotes high-risk um, uh, actions. But yeah, the Eurozone is an example of where you can consolidate a bunch of different... Um, shitcoins into a, a new shitcoin. Yeah, and how's that going? Well, better than US dollar. <laughs> now, okay, That does that all accumulate into this? You made mention of this. You may mention, of this. You made mention of this before. Does this fit with... I'm going to get better at these scene transitions. Um, did you see this? China, President Xi President yeah. to Putin. And this is in quotes, change that hasn't happened in a hundred years is coming. And she has said, are China and Russia plotting to replace the USA as the world's superpower? Terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I want to know, like, look how pallid they look.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Um, yeah. So that's Putin shaking Xi's hand, walking to the car, waving him off like he's one of the boys. Just they've just polished a six pack off.
1: Yep. Did we just become best friends? We yeah, that's right? said So there's some really interesting things happening at the moment in regards to these two, and not just to do with the banking. Uh, I. Don't, you would have seen probably during this week about how uh, President Xi is trying to broker a peace deal between Russia and Ukraine. Have you seen that?
0: No.
1: Okay. So it's very, very interesting because Ukraine, like Zelensky has actually stated that he is open to hearing from President Xi in regards to peace talks with Russia. Right. Now, to begin with, It would be extremely embarrassing to the americans if china all of a sudden stepped in to broker a peace deal now so because of that the americans have actually completely upped the rhetoric of more warmongering more saber rattling they don't want this to happen and we know why they don't want it to happen they want to own ukraine forever uh they want to have nato on on russia's doorstep and they want to abuse that country for as much money as they possibly can and and by proxy abuse the European nations as well with the energy deals that they have signed, which now European countries are paying four times more for the energy from America as they are paying from Russia. But China is actually uh, uniquely positioned to broker a peace deal between these two nations because, number one, China does want to work with Russia. They want to become buddies. They want to be as close as they possibly can. And there's already deals that they have done to share more resources between the two nations. Mm -hmm. One of the resources that China is planning on sharing with Russia is weapons. And what the reason why Zelensky is going to be happy to pick up the phone to President Xi is because he knows if he doesn't, well, China's just going to load Russia up. So we know... um, how many... I think is- it's
0: something different, but...
1: Okay, but we know how many issues Ukraine's already having with the amount of artillery that they are using compared to what's coming in. And they keep asking the Americans for more and more and more and more and more. Now, the problem is that uh, I, I've been listening a lot recently to the fact that America doesn't even have the production to keep up with how much they're sending yeah. over to Ukraine. They've actually just been sending old stockpiled materials up until
0: now. So, Soviet Yeah, weapons.
1: Which fair you know enough's got Soviet weapons? Yeah, the Russians do. but <laughs> it, it's also fair enough because at least that's the stuff that the Ukrainians know how to use. so I, I cop that. yeah. But the reality is they don't have the production base to be able to ramp up enough to continue this uh, indefinitely. And up until now, they've basically been trading artillery with Russia's stockpiles and also weapons that Russia has been picking up from like North Korea. I believe they've been getting some weapons from. If China then just goes, all right, Zelensky, you're not playing ball, fuck it, I'm with Putin, and starts loading him up with weapons, like, Ukraine knows they're fucked. Like, there's no way they can get out of that. So, President Xi is uniquely positioned to negotiate with Zelensky on Putin's behalf to get a peace deal done.
0: Yeah, but it does leave a big hole. What's that? So if that happens, then, then in terms of ge- geopolitically, that makes China the power, yep. lets Russia off the hook, and America will have no choice but to go to full-blown war.
1: Yeah, and that's what I said 12 months ago I was terrified yeah. of. And the problem is, like you were saying, like my, my thing I said 12 months ago was America is a failing economy. They've known it for decades. And the last ace they've got left up their sleeve is their military, because they are still the most powerful military in the world. Mm. But all the decisions that you have... Not if Ukraine's like,
0: got all the bullets.
1: Well, that's one thing. Now, look, at the end of the day, bullets don't matter at all. It's all going to come down to nukes at the end of the day. And yep. America and Russia have the, the largest amount of nukes of any country on the planet. Yeah, But it really... It really makes you wonder because, obviously, if America at the same time as sending all their weapons to Ukraine is is destroying their economy, so they've got no money. Like they're really backing themselves into a corner that only have 100%. the nuclear option to to get themselves out of. Yeah, yeah. It, it could and literally. On that note, it literally could just be throwing up the monopoly board and yeah. saying game over.
0: Game over, man. Game over. No
1: one can. On that note, that's over there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. See you next week.